All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Surprisingly, I made it here in one piece. Welcome to Music City presented by Botano. It's the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. Jay Rosell, as you can see, is not here, but he will stop by with three hits with Rosie coming up in about five minutes from now. We're going to get his thoughts on the NHL draft, free agency, and a bit of what Elliot Friedman had to say yesterday regarding Willie Nylander. I'm not sure if all you there uh, checked it out, but uh, it went a bit viral yesterday. So make sure to keep it locked here on Leafs Morning Take throughout the week. All the way until Sunday, we'll have you covered for free agency and obviously the NHL draft. So Jay Rosso is coming up. As mentioned, you can see in the bio, uh, Frank Saravalli is going to stop by after the hot chicken episode at the NHL Awards yesterday. So ask Frank about that. And uh, we'll get you up to date on what's happening with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So obviously, a lot of moving parts with this team. We'll cover that over the next 30 minutes or so. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube. If you're watching right now, and are not subscribed. I don't know what the hell you're doing because we're delivering amazing content. I might be biased on that, but at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take will pop up. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs, thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. Uh, the chat's on fire as well uh, right now. Unsurprising at that. So drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to them a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. Sound effect always gets me. And again, Frank Saravalli with a coffee in hand coming up in about 10 minutes from now. But first, Music City. Yes, we're here at the NHL Awards. The Maple Leafs currently have three draft picks, but 
everybody's talking about the trade market and Willie Nylander, Austin Matthews, potentially the free agent crop, Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, the list goes on. And without question, it's going to be a very busy week for this team. We'll see what transpires, obviously, when it comes to free agency and all that. But we get set for the draft coming up on Wednesday. Again, three draft picks, 28th overall here in the first round um, with the Boston Bruins pick, then a couple other picks. But a lot of the conversation is stemming from, you know, the market in general when it comes to Nylander and Austin Matthews. Those are the two biggest fish to fry, I would say, for Brad Tree Living and company. But I think when you look in general at this league, and of course, we've had a bunch of great insiders in Frank Saravalli, the best insider, as he stands to the left of me or sits to the left of me, coming up in about 10 minutes from now, uh, we're going to dive into things because league-wide, I think we've been waiting for this business to start to pick up and we'll see what the Leafs are interested in. You know, I've had the, the wide speculation the last couple of weeks, especially knowing Brad Tree Living and his time with the Calgary Flames, what that means in terms of maybe potentially chasing a defenseman, right? So, We'll see if what, what, who could make sense, uh, um, you know, in the trade market, maybe in free agency. I think that's my biggest question when you talk of, about, about potential players coming into this team. How could that look? Um, I think obviously when it comes to the free agents potentially leaving this team again, Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, uh, Noah Chari comes to mind as well. But I think that's the biggest thing I would say just entering this market the way I did last night, hot and heavy at Tootsie's, by the way, is just in general, the buzz around the league when it comes to Pierre-Luc Dubois and the potential on-again, off-again trade between the St. Louis Blues and the Philadelphia Flyers. And and so we'll see what transpires in the next couple of days. I think the other thing to look at, you can never discount the host team. I think, you know, having been to a couple of these things, you never know what's going to transpire. And I think specifically the home team likes to make a big splash. We saw the Ryan Johansson deal the other day going to the Colorado Avalanche. But there's wide speculation that Nashville might not be done. And Barry Trott's not taking over from David Poyle. Um, you know, here in Nashville. And we'll see if if the Predators are a team that's busy here on the trade front the next couple of days. But I think from our perspective, clearly the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, front and center and the expectation again, Brad Tree Living, there's just so much on the go. Like we talked about this a month ago when he took over and Rosie, you know, chimed up certainly um, in the fact that you look at Brad Tree Living's job, you don't envy it. There's just so much to do and potentially so little time, of course, with the clock ticking towards July 1st uh, in that respect. So, um, I think there's got to be orders of business. We talked about Matt Murray the last couple of days, Ilya Samsonov, the goaltending, will it look different for this team? I just can't remember a time, especially with this organization, where there's so many moving parts to everything. And, and again, everything seems to stem through Willie Nylander. We're going to ask Frank coming up in about five, what that means for Nylander is the writing on the wall. Even talking to Fridge yesterday, I started to wonder, you know, could we we be looking at the final days of Willie Nylander as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, it's 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 a good question right now. I think when you look at this team and what could happen over the next couple, so Matthews potentially resigning, but I think they're going to have a pretty good firm understanding of what's to come here. Obviously, with this team, so we're going to get to your your chat questions, your your comments, your concerns. For now, as mentioned, no Jay Rosal here, which is uh, vastly disappointing in my world, but uh, we will do it in the future. We're going to hear now from the one and only Jay Rosal. Here is three hits with Rosie. What is up, you guys? Welcome back. Three hits with Rosie. Let me set the record straight. I am still and always will be very much Team Maple Leafs. As you can see, I put on my shirt to show my solidarity. Team issue, not a big deal. What? This old thing. Anyhow, put something out there about Mitch Marner. Got a little bit of backlash. Actually, more agreeances than backlash. But I just need... 
to let the record show that I am a big time Maple Leaf supporter, but I'm not going to do this job and I'm not going to do this show if I'm not being dead honest. I don't get paid by the Maple Leafs. I can say what I think about them. If they lose a game, if they lose a period, if they lose a shift, I can say what I think about that. I don't always have to stroke the Maple Leafs 24-7. They're the greatest. They're the best. What would be the point of watching that show? I love the Maple Leafs. I played for them. I follow them. My kid loves them. I do a show about them. I'm on Team Maple Leafs. I want them to win as bad as anybody. And that's just me. There's people who have been following them for 50 years who want to see them win more than anybody. That's why we do this. But I'm not going to do it and act like everything's just hunky-dory and everything's... Like, there's no point to doing that. And I'm not going to be a big naysayer. I'm not going to be all jaded like Nick might be. But there's a reason that fans are sometimes hard on them. And it's because they haven't got it done in a long time. So we're going to talk about why we think that is the case we're going to talk about what we think could be better and after a couple of years of having one of the better teams in the league and just doing falling completely flat in the playoffs we got to dissect and talk about why that is and if it happens to be that i say i think this player or this player could be expendable maybe trade it for this i'm not sure if he has this type of game to do this type of thing i'm gonna say it and i don't care so that's the end of that story we talked to elliot friedman today Oh, I mean, first of all, thanks for showing up like a buddy troll crawling out from under a bridge, Elliot. Like, man, you were in Nashville or what? He said he just got back from the gym. I actually believe him. But man, I mean, he could use a piece of salami to run through that hair if he hasn't done so already. We uh, talked to him and he seems to think the Nylander deal is kind of the one that's up in the air right now. It could go. It isn't. They're not necessarily close, but they're talking and not really a done deal. He thinks that he's not worried about the Matthews deal. He's uh, He thinks it's going to get wrapped up. And he didn't touch on too much else. Didn't touch Mitch Marner, which understandably, I don't think Mitch Marner is going anywhere. And like, come on, Mitchie, baby. I'm team Mitchie. Let's see. Do your best. But I think that I said what I said, and I want to see him play with a little bit more jam, a little bit more FU this this uh, this season. There's nothing wrong with that. But I've been going on for too long. We don't know what's going to happen. Nick's down in Nashville right now. The draft is coming up. We don't have the big picks. We don't have a whole law. We got like 28th first round. Okay. Do we move it? Do we do something? What's Tree Living going to do? What is his first move as GM going to be? We're waiting with bated breath. But I called Nick trying to bullshit a little bit about this thing. And it's just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. he's just uh, just downtown, just giving her. He's going to look like Friedman in the morning. <laughs> what an utter piece of shit. That is uh, Jay Rosso, my greatest two co-hosts on this show. And I appreciate the, uh, the tire pump in there and Rosie's thoughts here as I bring in the one and only uh, Frank Saravalli, first and foremost, how are you feeling after the NHL awards last night? Feeling chipper, <laughs> getting to that point where... How was your night, Frank? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Did you have a good time? Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it's Nashville. How could you not? A lot of, gotta hydrate though. Gotta I was tucked away by 10 last night. Sure you were. Yep. Yep. And I took home a trio of Swedish models. Oh, wow. Frankie. Wow. So, um... What, what's the latest you can like, where do you want to start? Actually off air, we were talking about this whole Bradshaw leaving thing. Like the fact that, so he won't be on the stage if they make a selection, right? I believe that's why nice. that was an initial ask from the Calgary flames, not an ask a demand because for three more days, he's actually was technically still under contract with the flames. And in, as, as everyone knows, when the season first ended, having made the decision to step away from the flames, they didn't grant him permission to interview anywhere at all. 
So he was completely out of the mix for the Pittsburgh Penguins opening that ultimately ended up going to Kyle Dubas. And then only sort of after external pressure, <clears throat> some tweets from me, um, the Flames decided to relent and then ended up allowing him permission to speak with teams, which then turned into the Leafs. But the stipulation always was, we had you under contract until June 30th. You know our draft board. You're picking 28. We're picking 16. We don't want to be in a spot where you're wielding the knowledge that we paid you to acquire for someone else's draft floor. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, Kyle Dubas leaves the Leafs, goes to Pittsburgh, and is armed with all of the same knowledge, yet the the Leafs didn't feel the need to say to him, hey, even though you know our amateur scouting list, and I'm sure not accusing anyone of anything, mm -hmm. it's it would be the exact thing I would do before he left. I'm sure it was like, hey, let me download every single file that I can get my hands on so I could take that information with me when I go. So, um, you know, there's two different ways to look at it as if, you know, we've got complete trust in our process and our amateur scouts, and it's just one player off the board. You know, this really isn't a big deal, but I also understand it from a Flames perspective in the sense that this is a guy that you've paid to be on your team for 10 years. And that's a lot of institutional knowledge to take to the other side of Canada to then potentially do something with. I just think it's stupid. Like people are going to talk regardless. Like, I mean, who's to stop somebody from texting him or calling him like that? That's my question. And I just think well, some no of the one, that's why yeah. in theory it makes sense, but in execution yeah. and practicality, it doesn't. It's like, I don't know, but he, it, nonetheless, we know he's a busy man, right? He, he's up to a lot. What's the latest? Uh, I mean, where do you want to start? Nylander? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way to explain it with Nylander is they've been in direct dialogue and conversation for the last little while here. Uh, Brad Tree Living is pushing to get a deal done. That's, you know, Austin Matthews, I think, is the sort of number one priority. But then the Matthews camp, at least as far as I can understand, it has in that they're going to slow play this process. They're not in any rush. And in fact, they want to see how this whole chessboard develops before making decisions on not just will Austin Matthews come back. That's sort of a foregone conclusion. And they've let the Maple Leafs know that. So there isn't really any concern on the Leafs part or Matthews part that this all, you know, might go sideways. The point is the Matthews camp wants to know what happens with Nylander. They want to see not just what happens, but what does he sign for? And they want to, you know, be able to evaluate, Hey, here's what the cap picture looks like. Austin Matthews wants to win. And he's got to find a number that allows the Toronto Maple Leafs to be competitive. And I think that's one of his priorities. It's not just getting paid. Of course, that's part of it. But making sure that you're in an environment that can enable and, and promote team success. So that's one thing that they're monitoring. And where I think it ultimately gets to on Nylander is, do the Toronto Maple Leafs have confidence that they can get a deal done? What does it look like? And if not... If they hit a dead end, if they hit a roadblock, I think there's enough scar tissue there with Brad Tree Living watching Johnny Gaudreau one year ago walk to free agency for nothing. Johnny Gaudreau and William Nylander have the same agent. So that's certainly something to keep in mind here. I, I, there's no, every negotiation is different. Every client has a different tenor. And the real difference I think between Johnny Gaudreau and Calgary and William Nylander in Toronto is that Nylander day. And I think that was always a question for Gaudreau, but nonetheless, 
just important context to keep in mind in terms of the 30,000 foot view here on where the Leafs are heading this week. I don't know why it just has that feel like Nylander's days could be numbered. I don't know if you feel the same way in some of the things you're hearing, but it just, it's got that weird eerie feel for me, Ellie. I don't personally get those vibes and I, but I understand your thought process um, because I think the truth is everyone has kind of looked at him how many like go let's go back to like March and the conversation was, well, if the Leafs or when they lose to change up the core for William Nylander, he was just the foregone conclusion that everyone's looking at saying, this is the guy that's going to be the odd man out. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. First off, we've talked a lot about the surplus value that he has on his current deal. And then second, when you get to the playoffs, he was one of the few guys that actually showed up consistently True. year after year that you know, of all the players on the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's the guy whose fire I question the least. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, and that's why it gets to the point of the whole core four conversation. And I'm always careful to believe everything I hear this time of year. Do, do, do you still think there's a potential? Maybe it's, it's Nylander. Like, do you think there's still a potential? They make a significant trade of, of one of those guys. I think you have to allow for the possibility. Is it probable? no, is it likely hell no, but it's a greater than 1% chance mm-hmm. that William Nylander gets to the point where he's too expensive for the Leafs to keep. Yeah. And you, you know, that's what they're in the process of determining right now. But I would say from the initial discussions that have been had to this point, I don't, you know, I don't have anyone waving any red flag saying that this could potentially be an issue. So like behind the scenes, like what's that conversation looking like? Like to me, it's pretty clear. Like, hey, what do you want? This is what I want, right? And I think there's a point where the Leafs are like, this is the bar we're willing to go to. And and that's it. Am I correct in saying that? I mean, I think every negotiation for almost every player outside of like Connor McDavid, yeah. that's like kind of what, that's the tenor of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everyone has a price and a ceiling that, you know, if the if the ass gets outlandish, you just try and find another path or move in another direction. Yeah. It just, that's, that's my wonder again, as we get closer and closer to July one, it's like, I mean, how, how, how how much talking do you need to have between both sides when it comes to Nylander and and Brad tree living is the question, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're asking questions too. What is, who's, who's going to be here? Yeah. Obviously we know Sheldon Keefe's coming back, but. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is Austin Matthews definitely coming back? What are your plans for John Tavares? What happens with Mitch Marner one year from now? How do you envision reshaping the defense core of this team? Who's going to be in net? If I were a player signing a long-term deal, those are the types of things I'd be asking and saying, look, you don't have to show me your whole master plan, but mm-hmm. what do you think? Like, where do you, this is a totally new outlook and view for the Toronto Maple Leafs with the change in management that that's part of the reason why you're getting a little bit of a slow play from the Matthews camp, because yeah. they're saying we need to wrap our heads around all this. We want to understand exactly where this is heading because these are really crucial years in the careers of all these players. Personally, I think it's lunacy. And I don't know if you agree that, you know, I think you look back at the misfortunes in the Stanley Cup playoffs to come back with the same core players. I don't know if you feel the same way. Like, it's crazy to me, no? I, I agree because I, I just, I think ramming your head against the wall pretty much yes. eight times in a row and expecting something to be different. You know, you can try and bowl your way through the wall. I just don't know that that works. And I think there's more evidence to suggest that the alternative um, and, and changing out pieces would be appropriate. Here's the problem is that we're also, you know, operating in a, in a world that is, is difficult in the sense that like, look at the Leafs and where they want to get to, like, let's say they make a decision and say, William Nylander too expensive. Mm -hmm. Well, you've now then, if you're going to trade him, yes, great value on this contract, but not an exorbitant amount of trade value because you're dealing with a situation where the team needs to spend assets to acquire the player and then sign him. So like, let's take a look at the Connor Hellebuck situation in Winnipeg and how that's unfolded. There are a lot of teams that would love to get their hands on Connor Hellebuck, but maybe only like two or three that can actually afford him. Yeah. And so Nylander teams, it's different, I think, at the forward position where there's obviously more teams that are willing to spend on the position, but to the point where there are some teams that would carve out space and go and trade players away in order to get their hands on someone like Nylander. But in order to pull that off, there's movement to get rid of guys, then the the pieces you need to move to get him, and then the, the capital commitment and cap commitment to then, you know, sign him long-term that it makes it a really expensive proposition. And so what I think the Leafs have more than anything, I think they're all curious and, and sort of, they've been asking, I'm sure the same questions that you and I have Mm -hmm. and everyone else in the fan base, what can we do to change this up? But I think the calculation that they keep coming back to is if we move one of these guys, how do we actually make the Toronto Maple Leafs better? And so when you back yourself into that corner, you start to realize maybe what we have now is better than what we could get out there. Again, there's so many moving, moving parts. And I I think you look specifically at the draft, like what is your expectation in terms of what could potentially get done or are they sort of tied until they find out more on Nylander and and Matthews here? 
Well, see, this is why it's actually been difficult to really handicap the Nylander situation is because Brad Tree Living from the managers that I've talked to around the league has been making calls and has been checking in on the prices of some high priced players on the market. And so, you know, my first ask is, well, if Brad Tree Living is out there kicking tires, is he just looking for a price check in aisle five <laughs> or is he saying, look, we may have to do something here and we may have some cap space. I tend to believe at least from the people that I've spoken to that it's more just, this is typical Brad tree living being Brad tree living and calling every person about every single asset out there to understand what market prices are, which I think is smart. And I don't have any indication yet that they've ever really seriously entered into talks with another team about a significant piece yet. Defenseman. Is that what we're looking at here? At some point, I think you have to. Um, And I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of what little cap space the Leafs have, how they prioritize rebuilding or reshaping their defense core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's a big question for me. And again, you like to draw, you know, some parallels, especially Brad Tree living what he did in Calgary. Right. And and right away, you know, I think Calgary, I I think Philadelphia. I mean, what's the likelihood something could brew here with team, you know, say a Toronto and a Calgary, maybe. I think there's a possibility. I think Brad Tree Living has asked about the prices of some of those players just because he knows them so well. Exactly. Yeah. I do think he's, you know, checked in with the Flyers on some of their guys and and go down the list, whether it's, you know, teams in the West, like he's been all over the place. And that's why I don't have any indication yet that he's, you know, sort of honed in on anyone in particular that I still think, you know, the vast likelihood here is that the Leafs end up bringing back the core four and then sort of taking care of Samsonov and nibbling around the edges on the rest of the roster. I think it's a definition of insanity, but nonetheless, um, you look at some of the guys who are pending UFAs, uh, anything new on O'Reilly guys like Luke Shen? Uh, Nothing new to my knowledge. I think the Leafs sort of have an understanding of where everyone is like what their ballpark price is. I think they've gotten the understanding that, as much as Ryan O'Reilly liked his time in Toronto and would, you know, leave the door open to coming back. The truth is that he's likely in a neighborhood that the Leafs can't afford. Like we're talking North of 5 million bucks on the AAV and he it's not, he's not at the point in his career. He's not Mark Giordano where he's 38 and can take a hometown discount. Exactly. He's way younger. Another contract to cash in can't leave, you know, $20 million on the table. It just doesn't happen. See, my theory with this team is like they're they're jammed up. Like I, I think you look at the capital, what they have to trade. If it's not a Matthew Nice, it's selling low on a Nick Robertson. That's my wonder. It's like everybody is it really selling low though on Nick Robertson, or is Nick Robertson just a prospect that in any other market because True. they have a stable of actual prospects? And his last name happens to be Robertson, whose brother is a star. Like if this is just another guy that you ripped the nameplate off and named him something, Alberta, would we be having this conversation? Probably not. But, you know, from the previous administration, they they really, really like the player. I I mean, I get it. I think they like the player, but I also think they watched what everyone else watched, which was got to the NHL, didn't have the ability to, you know, sort of produce consistently. And I don't want to say they soured on him, but it's like the realities are the reality. Like that gets hurt a lot too. Yeah. That's another part of it too. Yeah. So sell low. I mean, or is it just selling? Does he have value? Not a ton. Yeah. 
you know, there was whispers that Philadelphia liked him in the past. No, I, I hadn't heard the Flyers, yeah. but that's the type of player that they would seize on or, or any smart team should yeah. in the idea that you find a player in an organization that, you know, times run out, needs a change of scenery, ready to move on, whatever that may be. And if he has some kind of pedigree, just take a look and see if you find something you like. Getting back to the point, just to wrap here, like what do they have to give up? If it's not going to be a core four guy, what do they have to give up to say, get a top four defenseman? That's my question. Well, they still have a first round pick and it may not be all that exciting at 28. I think a lot of teams this year, Nick, see a big drop off in value after 11. Um, I mean, look, they have other pieces on their roster that they could move if they want to. But it, it's, it all depends on how creative you want to be and what kind of stamp Brad True Living wants to put on this team. And by the way, you mentioned defense. Like another way to improve this team could be in net. And not to say Sam Sonoff didn't have a great year. He did. But he's got to go out and do it again. True. And you're making a bigger bet on him this time. What about a decent guy to play 1B and, and tandem? What's wrong with Joe Wall? I mean... I guess he could my, my question and they like him. They're yeah. high on him. My point is, you know, you don't have to devote assets there, but I, I also think maybe not the worst idea to do that. If you can find an upgrade for sure. And and my wonder too, is like, you know, even the Aiden Hill contract, like, does that have any sort of, you know, does that have any say on what happens here with Ilya Samsonov? Cause I think there gets to a point where he just wants too much money too. Right. I don't, I personally don't think that's going to be an issue. Okay. Um, I don't think he's as a high a number as Aiden Hill. Um, he doesn't have the Stanley cup, of course. True. And more than that, like, I think there's still a little bit of a prove it factor. Sam Stonoff RFA years that you're buying, not UFA years. And that makes a difference too. What are these events like for you? Like how often you're on your phone, your fingers hurt? Or oh, I mean, you see me, I, I'm, as I, think I it's check just your my wife. phone during, yeah, no, as I check my phone during the show, it's never to be rude. It's just like, I'm always yeah, no, sort of no. someone saying something about something. So whether it's on Twitter an alert that, uh, you know, you look at the coaching staff in Ottawa, DJ Smith, they're coming back next year. That's what Pierre Dorian just said. So you're kind of just filtering, processing information. People are texting, calling. Like how, how many texts are you getting like during a draft or like, you know, when something trade deadline? A couple hundred. I always wonder, man. Yeah, a couple hundred. That's why you day. ghost me all the time. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Well, Frank, I appreciate the looking forward to you breaking everything this week. Yeah, Nick, glad you're here in Nashville and uh, party on. Okay, I don't party. I go to bed at 10 o'clock. So there you go. Frank Saravalli, my guests here on Lee's Morning Take. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And of course, recently named the 2023 EGR Brand of the Year. Just looking at the draft here to wrap. Frank, I think you're good to go. Buddy. All right. Thanks, Frank. Absolute best, Frank Saravalli. Uh, just looking at some of the uh, betting markets and the props that Botano put together. Fantastic stuff, folks. Uh, you can... Bet on the amount of goalies getting drafted here in the first round. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, Leo Carlson, maybe number two to the Anaheim Ducks. There's a lot of uh, potential in that. Obviously, it sounds like Adam Fantilli is going to go to the Ducks. But from that perspective, you just never know. And the intriguing name in terms of the first round in the top five, six, seven is Matvey Michkov, who is here in person. I think it's important to stress that. Where does he end up? So I would take a look at what Botano's got offering in terms of the betting market and the props. I, I think it just adds some intrigue to the draft. And I have dabbled a bit 
in uh, specifically Leo Carlson, potentially number two to the Anaheim Ducks. Does it happen? Probably unlikely, but I think it was worth uh, the risk here at plus money. So make sure you check things out with Botano and our good friends over at Botano. Just looking at the chat to wrap, a lot of conversation uh, regarding what I just spoke to Frank about, obviously with you know respect to Willie Nylander. Uh, Tim writes in, Robertson for Jarvis. This is my favorite part of these uh, these chats here on YouTube is the uh, trades that people put together. Tim also writes in, get Tom Wilson. I wish it was that easy. And I believe the Capitals once again came out and said, we're not trading Tom Wilson. Maybe things change here in the next couple of days, but very, very unlikely on that front. Uh, Michael writes in, Hole should be captain. Well, he's going to be on a different team. Maybe it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's my fascination too. I know not, we're not covering Pittsburgh, but what does Kyle Dubas do? Who does he bring in? Is it a David Camp? Is it a, a Hole? Is it somebody from that roster, that Maple Leafs roster that he turned over and now with the Pittsburgh Penguins? So we're going to leave it at that. Coming up tomorrow, it is draft day, so it's going to be very exciting and a lot happening here behind the scenes specifically. Uh, Jay Rosso is going to be back in the mix, so we'll get his thoughts on when he was drafted, draft day in general, the buzz. We're going to have it all covered here tomorrow on Least Morning Take. So thank you to everybody in the chat. You were fantastic. Again, thanks to Frank Saravelli for stopping by. Tyler Remchuk here, our intern here, Jacob, doing fantastic things as well. Uh, Producer Aaron and uh, Jay Rosso for another smashing rendition of Three Hits. I'm Nick Alberga, and we'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 